Welcome to another episode of ASX Market Goss. For no more than 30 minutes, we're going to dig a little deeper with ASX listed small cap company, their focus, the future, the highs, the lows, and what's next. And a part of the conversation, and a big part of it, is to get to know our guests at a personal level. Their experiences, mentors, slips and slides, even down to their copy of choice and life away from the share price and investment decision making, and maybe even their footy teams or sports they follow. Today's guest is Managing Director, CEO of Nicolex, Matt Gorsey, ASX code NKL. Matt, thanks for dropping in. Yeah, good to be with you, Tim. No dramas. Now, we know each other through footy days. Uh, I sort of fell in love with you at the back end of your waffle career when you were more playing at Subiaco, the powerful Lions. But Claremont was your club. And uh, how long have you been in this space, the mining space and the small cap space? Yeah, pretty much since I uh, graduated from uni at about 23 years of age, which is about the same time I retired from, from footy. Um, but being third generation mining person, you're always involved in the space, so it's in your blood. But um, yeah, started doing small cap mining juniors about the late 20s. Um, and then, yeah, I've never left since. It's exciting and certainly very, um, very challenging and gets you up early and, and gets you into the thrill of the chase. So. Yeah, love the junior space. It's uh, good fun. Gee, I didn't realise you were just 23 when you, you hung up your boots. Yeah, no, I pretty much uh, achieved everything I wanted to, which was winning a premiership at Claremont, played state footy, uh, managed to spend a pre-season with the Western Bulldogs, which was great. Um, and that was pretty much all I really wanted to do. And so then had other things to do. So went on to Econ's Finance, MBA, and did a bit of travelling and mucked around overseas and came back and, yeah, Got cracking with the with the with the mining industry career. We'll uh, we'll venture more down the footy path in a moment. Something that's of course close to both our hearts. Uh, just tell us a bit about, uh, of course, Nickel X, and and you, we'll get to the other companies that you're involved in with well, and one that's uh, soon just about to be launched. But just tell us a bit about the journey of Nickel X. Yeah, sure. So Nickel X listed on the ASX about two years ago. So that was on the basis of uh, Nickel Exploration projects in the Fraser Range. Luna Greenstone Belt and and more recently the Southwest Yulgarn, um, all very high quality, world class uh, nickel districts. Um, we ran prospectivity models across all these districts and have worked in the districts before as a board. So felt as though they were really good targets to kick off a nickel exploration company looking for sulphide minerals. Um, and yeah, we've drilled some sort of ten thousand metres, I think, over the journey over the last two years on a number of those targets. And our newest target. Uh, is down at Dalwallanu, which is in the southwest Yulgarn, looking for a Julemar type nickel copper PGE project. Um, clearly, that's one of the world class discoveries of the last sort of 10 years. Um, and that model is really starting to be built uh, by a number of different companies in the southwest Yulgarn, or the west Yulgarn, I should say, which is, um, yeah, building, uh, given not much exploration has happened through the wheat belt the last 100 years. Yeah. It's all been focused on, on the east Yulgarn, of course. Uh, but a lot of the geological models are evolving as we speak and yeah we've got some dual targets lined up there great access agreements with the with our partners the farmers at Dalwallanu uh good West Bear supporters uh you'd, you'd be happy to know <laughs> um and uh yeah we're really happy to to get on the ground and get drilling there as soon as we can and I do remind West Perth fans of the 10 12 6 4 73 premiership though where West Perth won the four at home three home and away and the second semi-final but Subiaco beat the first flag in 49 years I tell that story every time, Matty, but thank you for the reminder. Um, so are you winning in this space at the moment? So where are you at in regards to the, the sulphide deposits of, of the nickel-copper sulphide deposits? In yeah, that? so definitely the first uh, project we ran, which is in the Fraser Range. Um, we've certainly found some multiple 
uh, massive soul fires, semi-massive soul fires, probably not the economic stage that we would have to really take the project forward. So as a board, we move pretty quickly. If it doesn't stack up, we move on. We did that with our uh, following project, which was Cosmos South and the Learner Greenstone Belt. Not too dissimilar. Um, fantastic targets, really well defined from a geophysical, geochemical perspective. Um, had to do diamond drilling. Um, would be would be idiots not to diamond drill it. We did that. Um, again, hit massive sulphides, um, uh, but certainly not the economic levels of nickel, copper, um, cobalt that we uh, would have liked. So we've moved on to our next target, being Dalwallanu. Uh, and we'll do what all good explorers do and just drill it and find out and uh, gather more information and move on. When you go to a place like Del Wallanyu and you talk to, you talk about the farmers, the West yep. farmers, and you talk to them and say, oh, look, we're just thinking about the sort of uh, mining and uh, just drilling down here. Do people in Del Wallanyu look at you sideways? Would they be aware of possibly what's, what's below the ground? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's been explorers there back in the day. BHP were in and around yeah, um, wow. a lot of those farming areas back in the day looking for gold. Um, a number of the farmers have brothers, sisters, sons that work in the mining industry. Um, so they're well aware of um, both the mineral potential and, and clearly the agricultural potential. So it's about building relationships, ensuring that we both work in, in unison. Um, and I like to use the, the footy terminology. If, if they have a farm which is the size of a footy field uh, and we're doing some work, it'd basically be less than the size of the goal square, uh, if anything, the size of the goal line. So it's a very, very small footprint with respect to... Um, the, the agricultural ground. so And, and that's, yeah, clearly um, built um, in collaboration with them in terms of the knowledge, the education, what we're going to do, what we can't do. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're really fantastic and more than happy to share um, logistics, uh, infrastructure, knowledge. Yeah, we, we haven't had a single problem at all and actually more than, more than encouraging. A great education for someone like me, of course, uh, and that's what this chat, ASX Mark Goss, is all about is of the education for the layman, and if you are listening, you're listening to Matt Gorsey, of course, Managing Director and CEO of Nicolex. And we'll get more on Nicolex in a moment and, and where to now and, and regards to maybe the pitch a little bit later. But just tell us a bit about th- that's not the only company you're involved with. So as an individual, you've you've got your, I'm glad I say, your, your, your oars in the water with a couple and you're about to launch one not too far away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, our group is effectively works in venture capital in, in mining uh, and in mining junior, the small cap space. So... We launched uh, three IPOs over the last two years. Um, the first one was 92 Energy, which is a uranium explorer based in the Athabasca in Canada, uh, searching for and discovering some of the highest grade uh, uranium in the world. So we've got a fantastic register. Um, we've got an unbelievably good board led by Richard Pierce, our chairman. Um, and then we launched uh, Nicolex uh, and then recently launched Patriot Lithium, which is exploring for hard rock, um, high grade lithium in the US and in Canada. Um, so not too dissimilar, pull together the projects, pull together good people, pull together really good investors, get them listed, um, and then, um, yeah, assist them on the journey. Um, and, yeah, upcoming, we've got two IPOs. One of them's a company by the name of Normandy Gold, which we've been working on for a couple of years, um, and that secured some fantastic projects in the Carlin Trend uh, in Nevada, uh, which is clearly you know, almost arguably the home other than Kalgoorlie to, to the gold industry. And um, we've got an outstanding board there as well, CEO, MD, led by um, Dean Felton. Um, so that will list soon. And then recently we raised seed capital for a, a rare earth play, uh, which is in WA. It's called WA Rare Earths. 
Um, and our main project, again, not too dissimilar to what we're doing in Dow Wallany, our main project's in Meriden. So, again, we're dealing with similar type of um, access agreements and um, the other projects in Esperance, which is becoming a real a real focus point for Rare Earths and WA. There's some great discoveries down there, great developments down there, um, unbelievable access to, to Port Rail Road. We're basically on the on the doorstep of a deep water port in Esperance, which is really important for any bulk material exports. Um, so, yeah, lots of things on the go and uh, catch, a, catch you on your toes and keeps you excited and... Yeah. It certainly would, and, and that goes back to a lot of time we, we've chatted with many people who have sat in this chair and uh, over the chats, and I said it's about organisation. It's about lining everything up. And do you are you a sweat the small stuff type of guy? Do you you know do you prioritise the businesses or where you're at and how much the feedback comes in in regards to organising your daily uh, process? Just tell us a bit about how you wear so many hats, albeit one focus, but again, mm. it's, it's, it's branched out. How do you divide all your time to get it right? Yeah, no, it's clearly we've got um, an executive role with uh, Nicolex. That's my main job. The others are non-executive roles. So we put them together, we list them, and then you move into a non-exec, which is effectively a casual job. Um, so you're obviously involved in the structure, strategy, and, um, and board meetings of the company. So managing that um, is a challenge and it's evolving, but more importantly, um, you focus on your main main gig, which is uh, which is certainly Nicolex, mm. and we've now pivoted to an extent to look at our European um, opportunities, which we can talk about later. Um, but yeah, getting that time management is important, and having really good people around is really important to ensure that you know you're on the right track and uh, and that you're uh, you're prioritising you know the the important parts of the business. Um, and we do have that fortunately, and that's part of our companies. We just attract. And managed to attract some outstanding mining um, executives to all of our companies. Um, for instance, at Nicolax, we've got John O'Downs, who's a really well-known mining executive throughout um, Australia, as our chairman. Um, on uh, 92 Energy, Richie Pierce is exceptional mining executive as our chairman. Um, certainly with respect to Patriot Lithium, we've got Phil Thick, who's a legend in the lithium industry. Obviously worked with... Um, uh, we're with Tallison building the lithium hydroxide plant down in Quinana, which is a $2 billion exercise. Um, and then, yeah, similarly with um, with uh, WA Rare Earths, we've got Hugh Warner, who's an exceptionally well-known mining entrepreneur and and, uh, and businessman in Perth. So getting those people around is critical to, to any, any leadership group. Yeah, well, tell us that because I probably haven't asked the question of many people, again, who have sat through the ASX market gossip chat in regards to board structure and how important a good board is to a successful business in this space. Yeah, no, absolutely critical. It, it's it's number one um, in my view, number one in terms of getting good people, as we know, and, and we've both got sort of sporting backgrounds and getting good people in is really important. Any business, particularly resource industry, is no different. Always, I've always been taught that by my family is start with good people. Um, so having a good balance of a board is really important. So you've got really good corporate people, good technical people, um, and then really good compliance people such that every base is covered. Um, so we're, we're really cognizant of getting the right people in, but also those who've got, you know, significant experience and at sort of our age, sort of around sort of late 40s, um, you find that a lot of these guys are actually really keen to get involved in SMEs or, you know, small, medium-sized enterprises or small caps um, to be able to add some entrepreneurial spirit. Um, so that's a boon for us to be able to attract such good people. And we've got a great office in uh, Milligan Street in Perth um, where there's you know, there's actually 10 companies there. 
um, of which we're sort of closely involved with five of them. Um, so there's a really good mix of um, knowledge sharing, really good mix of, um, of of understanding of what each business is, um, clearly with Chinese walls where they need to be. Um, and, and that's that's a great little ecosystem, if you like, to, to for want of a better word. It's to, a village. To create, it's almost like a bit of a village, <laughs> yeah, village of, of miners. Um, so, yeah. Uh, can I ask you, um, how does your day start? Everyone I've spoken to, I say, okay, you go into, you wake up, you put your Nicolex hat on for yep. the best part. How does your day start? Yeah, look, it varies. It depends on what's happening in <clears throat> respect to your activities and particularly in re- with respect to um, being a public listed company. The market opens at 8, summer opens at 7. Um, I'll give you an example. Last night we were up to 11 redoing an announcement between our company secretary, our lawyer, our chairman, and we're up at four this morning making sure that was in shape before the market opened so we could get the blessing of the ASX. Uh, but generally, yeah, you, you, would, you would get up pre-market Ensure everything's in order for, for what your activities are. Um, you'll run through management meetings, which we do every fortnight, board meetings once a month, um, and then various other meetings, be it with contractors or Zoom meetings with um, suppliers in, in wherever it is that you're operating. Um, we try and get to the field as much as we can. Last time I went to Dal Wallenier was a great visit. We obviously spent a fair bit of time with the farmers and had good lunch, good cups of tea, good coffee, um, that was a two-day exercise. Exercise, sorry. Next time we go. So out you there, like we'll... to be seen in your role. You think it's important. Yeah, you absolutely. Got to be out there and uh, got to be talking to the people that are invested in you and invested in the company. And um, yeah, last time we went to Dal Wallenia, we'll, we'll be doing it on a Saturday next time, so we can go to the footy on a Sunday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it might even might even get a game. Gosh, <laughs> well, you might can have play. Come, come up with us and yeah. we can. Uh, <laughs> to a Ruckman Rover combination. Ruckman Rover combo. Uh, so just tell us in regards to um, the so. Email checker, staff checker, do you do all that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we've got um, just about everything we're CC'd into is always runs through our company secretary. Um, and then certainly, you know, you're on emails almost 24-7, particularly when you've got projects in different jurisdictions. So we now got projects, Nicolex, particularly in Europe. Um, our other company's got projects in, um, in North America. So you're on, yeah, a 24-7 time frame. Matter of getting getting it right. What's your motto? Work motto. You personally, not the business. You. Yeah, no, just integrity, honesty, hard work. Um, keep it pretty simple. Um, something I was taught through my my family, my old man. And tell um, us a bit about the background. You talked about third generation in in, yeah, in, sure. in this space. Just tell us a bit about pressure to follow suit. Was there pressure? Did they did they guide you down this track? Was it was it important to you personally to continue on the name and and being in the mining space? Uh, it wasn't really important to me. It was just sort of drawn into it because you're in it from when you were born. So um, it's just a matter of choosing which part of the industry you want to My be. My dad in. was an accountant, mate. There was no way I was going to do sums. <laughs> so I'm hopeless. <laughs> I thought you were pretty good sums when you were, when you're a good reporter. So um, <laughs> you certainly got a good memory for numbers in footy yeah. as well. So. Trivia. That's more trivia, trivia related. Yeah, yeah. 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 But what about you? Just in regard to the family, and you talk about the the name of of uh, of course uh, uh, Gorsi being uh, Maltese. <laughs> Yeah, originally, yeah. Originally, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so tell us a bit about just the, just you talked about just sort of you're following that path through the family way, but did you really want to carry it through or did you have an inkling to do something else? Yeah, no, it's probably in different, uh, as I said, it's probably in a different sort of area of the mining industry. So I work in, in juniors, so I work in, you know, small mid caps. Uh, most of my family are in major companies in executive roles. So 
Dad was the second longest executive with Rio Tinto. Oh, wow. His brother was the third longest um, who went on to be CEO of MIM. Mother, uncle was um, CEO of Hammersley Iron, who then merged with Robe to become Pilbara Iron and effectively built that. Um, another uncle was uh, MD of, uh, of Newcrest. Which You're royalty, mate. That's royalty. Basically rebuilt. Don't know about that. but uh, Well, so you probably, might not be, but they are. Yeah, they are. You're working right. your way up. I'm sort of a bit of a black sheep. Yeah, I, you're I, Harry. I'm Harry, yeah. <laughs> So I know like, you're not. You're not. You're not completely exonerated. You're back. You're, no, still, no, in, you're no. still in the firm. Not married to Megan. So, that's <laughs> right. so I, yeah, I'm probably more of a black sheep. I work in the junior space, and I enjoy the junior space a lot yeah. more. It's more entrepreneurial, and that probably comes out of um, you know my MBA was very much focused on being entrepreneurial um, at EWA, and I've always worked in the junior space. It's more fun. I find it's more fun. It's certainly more challenging, I believe, um, and you get to be able to work with a lot of the people that you want to work with. Um, so I don't think there was any ever ever any pressure, just a different area of the mining business that I work in, and um, yeah, happy to get always you know good advice from family and. They're always and do there. they provide it? And oh, do, you, yeah, do you lean on them? Uh, definitely, whenever needed to. Um, but there's not a lot of huge amount of advice they can give to someone who works in the junior space. They work in the majors and always have. So it's a different field of the mining space. But yeah, certainly in terms of the real. Um, cultural things in terms of building a business, which is starting with really good people and mm. good structures, good mm. strategies. And, yeah, no, it's, it's always pretty simple advice, but good advice. It's nice to have it, though, isn't it? It's nice to have, be comforted by the fact is that they've been there, done that, and as you say, they work at the top of the ladder and you're sort of working your way up through that small cap. Yep. But it's, it's nice to have some sort of guidance. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and as I say, our sort of business model is sort of taking projects together at, at you know, two mil market cap and making them 20 mil market cap and, and then hopefully making them 200 mil market cap, which is totally different to what um, some of my sort of forefathers would do, which is building multi-billion dollar projects, be it Argyle or Pilbara Iron or what have you. So it's a different space and, and we really enjoy that space and so do all my mates that, and colleagues that we work in. That, that's our space and we know it and that's where we're going to stay. I'm intrigued by the role and what you can do and cannot do in, in regards to being a CEO or a managing director or whatever at the top of the sort of management tree in regards to a small cap. Do you, do you tell your mates to buy in? Can you tell your mates to buy in that you're onto a good thing? How, how do you go about this? Yeah, no, you certainly got to be really compliant with respect to uh, continuous disclosure. Certainly don't give them a heads up. No, like, no. Um, but you can certainly um, outline what projects you're working on and why you think they um, are undervalued or why you think there is value creation coming with respect to any sort of publicly available information Correct. that's a catalyst. Um, so we do that pretty often and that's what we do, but go to you know, vertical events, um, conferences and, and tell, tell, the, tell the story to investors or have one-on-one meetings. But, yeah, certainly wouldn't um, go anywhere near do anything untoward. You, you don't want to be looking through looking through bars for the rest of your no, life. No, no, and, that, and that's sort of from, uh, correct. From and that's not sort of not where I was going with. Well, that's no, almost the pressure of, of your mates knowing where you work and what you do. I mean, sure. is it hard to build that wall that you sort of say, well, you know. Not really. No, no you, you know the boundaries pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, I think we're just pre our drilling program at um, Cosmos South. We took a whole bunch of guys to the cricket and, and we spoke about the project, spoke about the upcoming drilling program, spoke about the fact that we've been – really working hard on defining the targets. We think it's a fantastic target. There's no guarantees, but look, it's worthwhile having a look. Um, so just left it at that. And, and that's that's all you need to do is 
um, provide people with information. There's a prospect, um, which you're not guaranteed you're going to um, discover anything on, but you've done everything you need to do to drill mm-hmm. it and then find out. So, yeah, boundaries are pretty well defined and, and no one really crosses them. No one, certainly I know, crosses them and... And that's a skill of the game as well. No doubt. Managing Director, CEO of Nickel X, Matt Nagorsi, is with us. ASX code NKL. And we're talking about the nickel, uh, nickel, copper, sulphide deposits. And you talk about the Albany Fraser belt as well. I just want to go just quickly. Um, have you got the work-life balance right? Yeah, no, I certainly haven't been for a run for a while. Uh, but uh, <laughs> been getting down to uh, to Claremont uh, Junior Footy Club where my, my son plays. So helped the guys out down there. I did Auskick for, for sort of three years and... Uh, coordinator and coach there and that was fantastic and sort of taking a bit of a step back in the juniors but still helping out that's my work-life balance and then my nephews both play at Claremont um, in league and Colts so we spend most of our Saturdays there as well. Are you, so that, are you a dollar's deck man do you stand on dollar's deck? Uh, usually you can't escape it yeah no. it's pretty hard to walk it's past a lure, it. isn't it? Yeah without yeah. getting dragged in by Barrow or, or whoever it might be. I was be. there last I? week I had to go to the I went to the other side because Subi will get Punished. Yeah, I, I thought I saw you there. Yeah, yeah, and then I sort of walked back when we started to get close. I came back into the fold. Yeah, just, just come get, back. Yeah, and yeah. Then, then we just then I left early again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, it's one of those places you get drawn into. But um, yeah, it was a good game. So I played for both clubs, as you know. You so did. Sort of, you did. Sort of uh, interested to see who was, yeah. who was going to win. But yeah. Um, what else away from the sporting world and 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 the and the mining world keeps you interested? Are you into music? Are you into uh, you know anything else? Yeah, look, I mean, always something to do with sport, to be honest, be it um, uh, either playing sport, uh, be it golf uh, with the boys or going for a run every now and then. What sort of golf do you play? Uh, not very good golf, to be honest. Yeah. Are you a member? Uh, no. Just hack? I'll hack it down at um, Wembley Golf Course, actually. Lake Claremont? Yeah. yeah. The par three thing? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Matt, please. Well, it's the only thing I'm trying to do is get my approach shot sorted out. Oh, okay. My driving's fine. Yeah, we don't, fine. Well, you don't need a driver to get around there. No, just a nine iron wedge. Shots. Um, so, so that's about as far as I go for that. Uh, and then travelling, we like to travel quite a bit um, with with the family. So. Well, I'm surprised we're doing this uh, on the seventh of July because most of our hood, yeah. that side of town, oh, yeah. is in is either at the Ashes, yeah, uh, in uh, Positano or the Greek Islands, Bali, or, Bali. Yep, Everyone's everywhere. I'm barely, yeah. I'm struggling to get to Dianella. No disrespect. <laughs> No, not to just film live. We, uh, we had a bit of a trip over to Melbourne and we got family down the peninsula. So that was a couple of oh, a month or so ago. So it wasn't in holiday period. And then we've got another one coming up in a month. So we thought we'd stick, stick uh, close to home and keep the kids busy. Um, but, yeah, no, I, could, <laughs> I, I saw, yeah, I, I thought I saw a couple of mates on TV at uh, Lords last week. They're everywhere, mate. Yeah, Clive Jones and Terry Gardner, they're all over. Yes, yes. Having the time of their life, yes. good on them. Clive's have done that before, but this time around, no good. Clive's a former victim of this chair, of course. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about, you talked about Europe and, and, and in regards to Nickel X and you, yep. you, had, you had plans and stuff like that. Tell us you were going to share something with our listeners. Yeah, no, we managed to sign an option agreement to acquire two projects in uh, in the Czech Republic and Europe, which is Central Europe on the border of Germany, which is within proximity to 27 gigafactories, which clearly consume an enormous amount of nickel, copper, cobalt and lithium. So the projects, one of them is nickel, copper, cobalt, the other one is lithium. Um, there's pretty significant mineralisation there from historical reports. Um, so we're just running due diligence on how we may or may not develop them. Um, and then clearly supply um, what is an enormous high-growth market in Europe. There's a lot of tailwinds in Europe with respect to 
the Critical Minerals Act, which has been passed by the EU, um, that'll float through into the 30-odd member countries such that they implement policies to accelerate um, exploration, um, accelerate development, accelerate mining, so that European minerals stay in Europe uh, and are to be sold in Europe. That's to clearly protect themselves um, from any um, third-party or third-country um, reliance or reliance on third party for, for those minerals. Um, so they're important policy um, tar winds. And, yeah, we, I did a field visit there a month ago. And, yeah, just unbelievably good access all throughout Central Europe. Um, one of our directors is there now as we speak, um, running around underground looking at a couple of these mines and a couple of these deposits. And, yeah, they're fantastic projects and, and clearly there's a potential of, you know, Pivoting, if you like, Nicolex into being a European uh, critical materials supplier. Um, so we've got good networks in Germany, good networks in the UK, good networks in Switzerland, good networks through the lithium ion battery space. Um, so we think it's a really good spot. And again, these these are advanced projects, so they're not early stage. Um, so that's going to be a really really good challenge for us. In a moment, we'll get you to do the pitch to uh, possible investors and people listening, of course, and and shareholders. Uh, just tell us about the 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 short, the mid, and the the long term of Nicolex. What, what, what's your what's your, what's tomorrow look like? Then what's next week? And then what's next month? Sure. So short term is absolutely due diligence on our European projects, um, and that will be ticking a number of boxes in terms of permitting, um, social um, license to operate, technical due diligence. Um, and then the potential of exercising that option, coming with that may or may not be a partnership with a, with a, a high-end user. Um, that's the short term. We're talking a month, two months. Medium term will be, yeah, drilling them if we do exercise them. Um, and that'll, yeah, clearly progress those projects through the uh, potential feasibility stage. Long term, we're being a long-term player in, in Europe for, for critical metals, um, which we know is, is a enormously high growth market, somewhat differentiated from a lot of players that are into lithium at the moment. And we've certainly got two companies that are doing the same thing in North America. Uh, but there's really not too many companies that are really targeting that particular one market. And then two geological districts. Um, I think European Metals is one of them and um, European Lithium is the other one, which are two well-known Perth companies. And they're sort of one, two, 300 mil market companies that have been at it for sort of five years, and we just see a really fantastic opportunity, which has been untapped. Um, so, yeah, that's the short, medium, long term. Um, I guess running, yeah, running adjacent to that is the potential of drilling Dalwell and you. We, we will look at getting those approvals uh, through the process now that the Aboriginal Cultural Heritage Act has been, um, uh, been implemented. There's a number of processes we've got to go through to, mm. to do that drilling. Um, which is a little bit unusual for most explorers in WA, uh, but we'll work through what we what we can and what we can't. Couple more before we let you go. No worries. Coffee of choice. Are you a coffee drinker? And if so, what yeah, do you I'm I'm long black. Yeah, I, I'm not a, not a great uh, latte drinker. That's for sure. Definitely <laughs> flat whites back in the day, but I think the older we get, the cleaner I like it. So yeah. I like a good long black and. It's handy when you go to North America, which we do for, for quite a few times. You just go straight the Americano. Um, and then Europe, yeah, just the just the short blacks. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, footy club of choice, aside of Claremont? Waffle, yeah, obviously Claremont. And then do you almost, have a little leaning to Subi as well? Or oh, I definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I won the Golders Award there and, yeah. and spent, I think it was third in the Sandover. And 
I had a great time. We had a, a really big transition at Subiaco there. And, um, yeah, fantastic time. Great club, obviously. Played at Subiaco every second week. Yeah, cool. Um, a lot of Kalgoorlie people are behind Subiaco Oval, which resonated well with me, yep. being a mining person. Um, yeah, so Claremont locally. I've got my nephews playing there. And then, yeah, league have always been – oh, AFL, sorry, I've always been Essendon uh, from, from when I was born, effectively. Yep. So that hasn't changed. been a tough decade. But now it's sort of getting to a sort of level – Playing field's a bit more stable. Obviously, a great coach. It's a fantastic list. They could probably do with Tom Barras, I think. That's in the back gonna, line. I think that's uh, that's, that's imminent. That's that's the one they need. Is a is a big backman. Hopefully, Kate Mason Redman. Um, and uh, <laughs> if they had won last week, I think they would have been pretty close to being almost guaranteed the top eight. Yeah, and they looked they looked home and host. They did. Yeah, after Corbell put it through. Yeah, as a few cats got kicked around at home. Like that, <laughs> I can guarantee that. <laughs> A few, a few, <laughs> and then locally, yeah, I've always been Freo. Obviously, Claremont's half of Claremont's footy club. I've yeah. taken a Freo at the time, so a lot of good mates went there. And so I always followed Freo, which, um, yeah, have, have a, a lot of work to do. But um, better than being a West Coast supporter, I guess, at the time. Yeah, well, uh, they've got four flags and I don't think you've got any. Hey, uh, before <laughs> we let you go, so what's the pitch? What's the pitch to prospective investors and shareholders who are listening to this podcast and have been impressed by uh, your style and your your ethics and and and, and the big picture. Why why should people be thinking about it? Sure. Yeah. So Nicolex is obviously pivoting towards European critical metals play. Um, we know that that's one of the highest growth markets in the world. We understand that there's a massive transition in Europe towards critical metals. Um, that's coming with the Critical Metals Act, and then the green energy transition, which is potentially allocating up to a trillion dollars in investment for green energy, um, of which we're absolutely, we believe, a forefront in terms of two uh, really key projects, uh, being nickel, copper, cobalt and lithium. And collectively, they actually make up 80% of the anode with a lithium-ion battery. They collectively make up 36% of an entire lithium-ion battery. So really well positioned, um, clearly at the epicentre of that high-growth market. Um, capped at sort of 10 mil, if that. So really well valued at the moment and certainly three and a half million in the bank. So we're reasonably well funded to be able to execute that program. And I think, as we said before, always coming back to having really good people uh, with, with chairman like Jonathan Downs, uh, directors like Richard Monty, Ollie Cruiser, uh, and then people on the ground in the Czech Republic, in Europe. And then also here, that's uh, absolutely critical to any formation of a successful business. So I think those three key points, the macro market, the projects and the people. ASX code NKL for Nicolex and Matt Gorsi from the company, the Managing Director and CEO of Nicolex, has been kind enough to join us here today. We hope you've enjoyed your chat, Matt. Thanks for coming in. No worries, guys. Good to be with you, Matt. Yeah, Matt Gorsi joining us. That's another episode of ASX Market Goss. We'd love your feedback. Make a comment, like us, share us, tell your colleagues, counterparts or community, spread the word and whatever platform you're listening through, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and rss.com, as I mentioned, to give us your feedback. So keep an ear and an eye out for our next episode. Until then, we'll keep digging to find more guests to chat with on their ASX journey on ASX Market Goss. Matt Gorsi, thanks for coming in. Cheers, guys. Good on you. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of the material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. ASX Market Goss and its employees are not financial advisors. 
you should consider seeking independent legal, financial, taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by ASX Market Goss or any third party to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments in this or any other jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under securities laws of such jurisdiction.